With energy and food prices on the rise, you might want to think about ways to save money when it comes to cooking your food. One DIY item to add to your preps might be a wonder oven. Hey, this is episode 754 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future. It comes down to loving your people, getting prepared, and living free. Today's episode, thermal cooking, what it is and how it works, and make a wonder bag or a wonder oven thermal cooker. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that can help you get ready for a better future. All article links and show information can be found in the show notes. Hey, if you find yourself looking for or wanting to look for more preparedness uh, articles, podcasts, and maybe things that you can listen to while you're on your drive, I want to encourage you to go check out the top preparedness articles at the Buy Me A Coffee link. So it is a $5 membership for the month, and you will get the top preparedness articles that I read every single day, every single week, and I will send you the very best of them at the end of the week. And so, you know, you can throw those into your pocket app and you can listen to those as you go about your day or you can read them and you know that they're highly curated preparedness articles for you. Uh, I really am still like devouring preparedness content right now and it is something that I love to do. So I'm only giving you the very, very best. I'm also every once in a while, if if I don't find an article that I want to put in the preparedness the top preparedness articles, but I still think it's, you know, it's relevant. I am sharing those out on Twitter and also on Facebook. And I realized that I had an old Facebook account that I really wasn't doing anything with. It it was when I was uh, doing prepperchurch.com and it really wasn't anything to cause the, the articles that I tweet out to go directly to Facebook as well. And so if you are on Facebook, I mean, I'm not, I don't spend a lot of time over there, but if you're on there and you want to see some good preparedness articles on a regular basis, I mean, some of the other pages and groups out there, they don't share as much preparedness. I mean, I see a lot of memes. I see, you know, people asking questions and, and maybe complaining about politics and different things like that. But a lot of the times I don't see preparedness content. So if you're looking for that, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. So I I tried to change the URL of the page to Ready Your Future, but it wouldn't allow me to do that. So it's like facebook.com slash prepper church, right? Um, although I did change the title, I was able to do that. But anyway, if you're interested, if you're on Facebook, then I'll put a link over there. And that way you can get some preparedness content as well as if you want to follow us on Twitter I'll throw those into the show notes so you can easily, uh, you know, connect over there. But, uh, you know, I, I think that it's always a great thing to continue to put preparedness content and information inside of you. Um, there's things that you hear that are like, okay, I, I'm glad that I heard about that. There's other things that when you hear about it or you read about it or you listen to it, it really piques your interest and it might be something that you want to add to your preps. And hopefully, for instance, this uh, this episode here that I'm reading uh, on the article uh, from Prep School Daily, I think it'd be very it's very interesting and something that you might want to add to your preparedness. So uh, hopefully, with all of that said, again, uh, you're continuing to add to your preps. And one easy way is to sign up for top preparedness articles. Uh, the link is over there in the show notes. 
So again, if you are listening to the uh, podcast and it's been one that you've been listening to for a while, I greatly appreciate anytime someone leaves a review or even rates the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. And so greatly appreciate when you can do that. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into these episodes. Again, like I said already, they're coming to us from prepschooldaily.blogspot.com. And I'm going to read two kind of back-to-back. So uh, Jennifer, when she was writing this article, she started reading or writing an article on just general what is thermal cooking. And then she actually goes into how to make a Wonder bag or a Wonder oven. She talks a little bit about her experience. And one of the things that I really, really love is she's uh, added a lot of links, you know, things that she's done kind of her own research, uh, even some other, uh, like going to Instructables and how to build one of these. Uh, There's a a PDF on how to build uh, a a Wonder Box. She's made it very convenient if this is something that you're interested in. So let's go ahead and start reading this first article Uh, is called Thermal Cooking, What It Is and How It Works. Let's go ahead and start. So my friend Sean was teaching a class on food storage and preparedness a couple of months ago. And for her first class, she chose to demo a thermal cooker. These units are running between $60 and $200 on Amazon right now. They're definitely out of my price range. And besides, I'd rather spend the money on food and medical supplies, especially when a thermal cooker is easy enough to make at home. All right, so I went to Amazon. I couldn't find any thermal cookers. And so I found some some cool items and some cool things. And maybe I didn't look long enough. But anyway, I wasn't able to find any on, on Home Depot. Or not Home Depot, Amazon. Oh my gosh, let me get it right here. All right, so uh, moving on here. However, the DIYing will be left to another post. And again, that's where I said we'll go to that other post and read that one here in just a minute. Today, we'll cover the process of thermal cooking itself. Then you can decide whether you want some kind of thermal cooker. So what is thermal cooking? Thermal cooking means cooking with heat. And if you're like me, you think of a little something sarcastic to say like, isn't all cooking done with heat? So a little more helpful explanation might be that a thermal cooker works like a slow cooker, but without electricity or any other form of energy. It sounds like just the kind of thing we may need as energy costs skyrocket and the powers that be wish to control our energy consumption. Now, that was something that I was going to talk about right at the beginning, and I just I didn't write that down in my notes. Energy prices are going to go through the roof, and some of you are already expecting that. And not only electric electricity prices, but we're talking about like oil for those of you that live up north, uh, heating oil, all that different kinds of you know things. Although gas has been going down, um, you know that's what they're forecasting here for the future. And again, I've been listening to, and maybe this is probably one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up. I, I keep mentioning the the book by Peter Zahan, uh, The End of the World is Just the Beginning. And I highly recommend that. I have it over at audiopreps.com if you want to go and, and link to that one really quick. Um, it, I think it's a great book and he really lays it out for you. So I think that in the, in the near future, we're going to start seeing these things kind of really start to increase. We got a little taste of it here uh, in the last couple of months with gas prices going way, way high. Um, it hit above $4 for us here in Houston where, I mean, we have refri- refineries here, you know, not too far away from where I live. And 
you know, is, is like crazy, crazy gas prices. Now they're down. I think the last time I passed the, the corner gas station, it was like 339 or something like that. Uh, and that's, you know, August 14th, 2022. But again, everybody keeps saying that, I mean, that's, there is forecasted to continue to go up. And so that's one reason why I think this is so important here to kind of uh, think about this. So moving along with this article, while playing along with their agenda is the last thing I ever want to do, it's all about good ideas to have different options for cooking food. And thermal cooking was a common practice during World War II when energy had to be conserved. It's a practice that may become popular again as our energy costs soar. Thermal cooking can be used to prepare a meal without heating up the kitchen in summer and save about 80% in fuel costs. It saves another estimated 60% in water consumption, which is critical if water is in short supply. So I think those are two pretty important uh, numbers there, right? It'll save about 80% in fuel cost and 60% in water consumption. So if you're in a situation where energy and water is something that you are managing, this might be something that you want to consider. So in addition, there are a couple of other advantages to using a thermal cooker. No burn food. Once the food is in the thermal cooker, it can't burn. Like with a slow cooker, the food can cook while you do other things. You can even leave home without any concerns about a fire breaking out or food burning. If you are cooking with firewood, you don't need anywhere near as much. There are a couple of cons to using a thermal cooker, but they're not huge. The first is that food takes a lot longer to cook, up to several hours. The second is that some foods just can't be prepared in a thermal cooker. Things like cookies and sautéed vegetables. And recipes that involve thickening sauces or gravies have to be adjusted. So how does it work? The food is boiled on the stove for 2 to 20 minutes depending on what it is and then covered and placed in the thermal cooker. So there is a table chart here and I'm going to I'll talk about that here in just a second. Thermal cooking is ideally suited to preparing stew, chili, and soup. It makes incredibly tender meat. A thermal cooker can also be used to bake bread or culture yogurt. To use a thermal cooker, cook the food on the stove for the amount of time indicated in the table below. Choosing a pot or pan that is just large enough to hold all the food without boiling over or spilling. You want as little airspace as possible in the pan. Place a large pot holder inside the thermal cooker, if your chosen cooker recommends it, and puts, put the hot pot on top. Close the thermal cooker as directed, then walk away and let the thermal cooker work its magic. A good thermal cooker will cook the food and keep it hot for several hours. In all cases, except when making yogurt, the food should be cooking at or above 135 degrees Fahrenheit. Once the temperature drops below 135 degrees Fahrenheit, it must be consumed or refrigerated within two hours. Otherwise, you run the risk of incubating bacteria and creating ideal conditions for the development of food poisoning. As previously mentioned, with a thermal cooker, there is no loss of moisture, unlike with conventional cooking. As a result, sauces and gravies will not think thicken, and so it is necessary to either reduce the amount of moisture used in preparing the meal, or flour, or another thickener will need to be added. So here are or here is the chart, right? And the cooking times that would be um, well, what you're cooking times on the stove for heating up that item, and then the time in the thermal cooker. So I'm going to go through this really quickly. It's not a lot, but just to give you an idea of what it would take. 
So if you're cooking chicken, you're going to spend 15 minutes cooking that on the on the stove and then three hours in the thermal cooker. If you're doing beans, which were dry and then soaked, 10 to 15 minutes on the stove and then three to four hours in the thermal cooker. If you're doing other types of meat, maybe 20 minutes on the stove and then five hours in the thermal cooker. Potatoes, whole white, five to 10 minutes on the stove and then one to two hours in the thermal cooker. White rice, two to five minutes on the stove and then one hour in the thermal cooker. Brown rice, 10 to 15 minutes on the stove and then two hours in the thermal cooker. Soups, creamed, two minutes on the stove and one hour in the thermal cooker. Vegetables, five minutes on the stove, one hour in the thermal cooker. And yogurt, you begin at 120 degrees Fahrenheit and then four hours in the thermal cooker. All right, so you can see how you need to give yourself a little bit of time, but I think the fact of the, the saving the money with the energy and just being able to, to not have to babysit it, I think is a really big deal. And so this is something that you probably want to look at. And the thing is, is that there is some, it's just really easy to make. I mean, if you have the money and you want to go buy it, definitely go, you know, go buy, go to Amazon and, and, and buy one, but it's really easy to make. And maybe even, you know, somebody that sews or whatever, you know, asking them to do it for you. If you buy all the materials and, and then give, giving them a little bit of, uh, you know, money for, for the actual sewing, but the sewing is, uh, from what we read here, it's pretty much straight lines. So in this first article, there are a lot of links here, uh, links for references, uh, and even the Global Sun Oven is linked here, and then recipes that you can use uh, that I think are, are, are really great, you know, even some YouTube videos. So in the next blog post, uh, I guess the next day, uh, Jennifer decides to share you know, how to make one, how to make a, a wonder bag or a wonder oven. So she, uh, she talks about both of them. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. As I mentioned in yesterday's post, I learned about commercially manufactured thermal cookers in a food storage class at my friend's house. I checked them out on Amazon and then I somehow found a company that makes wonder bags for thermal cooking. Hmm. I thought that Looks pretty similar to my Wonder Oven, but with an updated name and design. So I made my Wonder Oven way back when we lived in Missouri using fabric I already had on hand and the pattern at the address below. I only had to buy the styrofoam beads. The only hassle with this pattern is that you have to draw and measure it yourself using the dimensions and angles provided in the directions. You'll have to find a newspaper or maybe use a roll of gift wrap or tissue paper. It's all straight sewing and not too difficult, but the pattern is only one size and you have to hope your pot will fit well in it. So looking at the Wonder Bag, I remembered well the bit of a hassle with making my own pattern piece for the Wonder Oven and felt that making my own Wonder Bag would be easier. I picked up a fitted flannel sheet at the thrift store for a dollar or two, cut off the elastic and folded it in half. I wanted to be able to bake large loaves of bread, which meant the Wonder Bag would have to be large enough to hold my stock pot. Here are the basic directions. Place your chosen vessel on the folded fabric or sheet and draw a circle around it 1.5 inches larger than the bottom of the pot. Pin the top and bottom together and stitch on the line, leaving about a 2-inch opening through which to insert the stuffing. Stuff the bottom and stitch opening closed. Measure the height of the pot, 
plus about four inches for folding over the top and draw a large circle around the first. For example, if my pot was eight inches high, I'd add four inches to that eight inches and draw a circle about 12 inches larger around the first circle. Pin the top and the bottom together. Next, draw about a dozen straight lines from the first circle to the outside circle, radiating as if from the center like spokes on a wheel. Stitch along these lines, stopping about two inches before the edge. Trim one inch from the edge all the way around the upper circle. Now stuff each section, pinning or stitching each section closed as it is filled, depending on your filling material. If you are using wool as I did, pinning will be fine. If you are using styrofoam beads, you'll have to stitch each section closed right after you fill it. If the top and bottom have not yet been stitched together, do so now. Fold over the edge of the bottom circle, which is the outside, one fourth inch and hem it. Then fold the hemmed edge just over the cut edge of the upper circle and pin it in place. Stitch in place to form the casing, leaving two to three inches openings. Measure a thick piece of yarn or twine uh, the circ circumference of your bag and use a safety pin to thread it through the casing, knotting both ends. Make a pillow top for your wonder bag by placing the lid of your pot on the remaining folded fabric or sheet and draw a circle about two inches larger around it. Pin these pieces with right sides together and sew around the edges, leaving about one-fourth seam allowance and a three-inch opening for turning. Turn the pillow top right side out and stuff. Stitch the opening closed. So now that I have one each of the Wonder Oven and Wonder Bag, I can fairly compare the two. And I think I like the Wonder Oven a little bit better. While it does take longer to start sewing the Wonder Oven due to having to make the pattern, it's a bit easier to assemble because there aren't any channels like with the Wonder Bag. It's easier to make the Wonder Oven conform to the size of your pan. The Wonder Oven is a bit more forgiving in that respect. Because the whole bag of the Wonder Oven is being filled at once, that step goes a lot faster than filling each individual channel and then sewing each section closed one by one. With the Wonder Bag, the pillow top has to be carefully placed on top of the bag and then snugged into place while the bag is being cinched closed. That takes a little more effort. When using the Wonder Oven, the pillow top is quickly placed on the pot. The bottom line, they both work pretty well. Now it's time to make a few notes about material options. Make sure to use 100% cotton for the bag or oven. Synthetics or blends will melt at temperatures much above 350 degrees Fahrenheit and maybe even at lower temperatures. The same goes for the stuffing if anyone in your family has a sensitive nose. While styrofoam beads make for a bag or oven that conforms well to the pot, they will also release fumes the first couple of times the bag or oven is used. My kids found the odor quite objectionable, but now that it's been a few years and we've used the oven a few times, we don't notice the odor anymore. All right, so I can tell you, looking at some of the, the I, I guess, the directions and, and looking at people making the Wonder uh, Pot or the Wonder Bag versus the Wonder Oven, the Wonder Bag, I think, would take a lot longer to, to make. I think the Wonder Box would be a lot easier and you can also make it a little bit bigger just as long as you have a box to put it in and then i think that you know the more that you have to be able to stuff around it i mean the better uh, to be able to hold the heat or the cold if you're if you're going to do that 
So uh, I think really the Wonder Oven itself would be a better choice, uh, choice to go. So I, you know, this is one of those things that's really easy to make. And so uh, it's one of those things, again, like, you know, like the article said, if you have money, you want to go to Amazon, buy one, go for it. But I think, I mean, it's just really super easy to make. And so you're able to go ahead and build something that will save you a little bit of money a little bit later on down the road. I really do think that when it comes to saving money and, well, for instance, one of the things that we talked about in our exclusive email group, this last uh, online meeting that we had, you know, one of the, one of the topics, one of the, the, the icebreakers, I guess, you know, starters was what's your favorite go-to survival meal? And a lot of it was, you know, easy stew, easy, you know, something to pour over rice. And so I think, you know, when, when we're thinking about making food, when uh, the poop has hit the fan or we're trying, even trying to save money and make things last longer, it's easier to use a little bit of rice, a little bit of stew. It's easy to, to make, you know, goulash where you're kind of throwing a bunch of things in there and uh, making soups and stuff like that. I think something like that would be really easy to use the Wonder Bag in, right? You get it going a little bit, you throw everything in there, and you're able to set it and forget it. And you're not, you don't have to go back and keep uh, looking at it. You don't have to worry about it burning. It's just, you just let it go and it's ready whenever you're ready to eat. If you're able to, you know, time it right, you're able to go and, 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 and use it for dinner or whatever it might be. So I think it's really smart to have something like this in your preps, especially if you're concerned about fuel. If you're somebody that, you know, is, is looking to, you're storing propane or, uh, you know, you're cooking with wood and you want to maximize the amount of fuel that you have, this is a smart way of doing it. Jennifer also linked to like Sun Oven, right? And uh, there are our global Sun Oven. And there are places, you know, sun ovens are really great. I have a, I have two of them that I have tried throughout the years and they worked really well. Um, it's basically, you know, just, just kind of like manufactured box that you're able to put in whatever it is. You aim it at the sun. And the, a lot of the times they have guides to help you like find the actual, the right angle. And so you're able to, you know, aim it towards the sun and you cook. So if you're in an area where you get a lot of sunlight, uh, you know, throughout the day, like we do here, uh, here in Houston, then a sun oven makes a lot of sense if you really need to. It really also did not give a lot of odor off as far as when the food was cooking. Um, and so uh, I, I did rice and beans. Of course, the rice, you know, it didn't take very long for the rice to cook. I was a little bit more concerned about the beans. I was like, okay, are the beans really going to cook? Or are they going to be like, uh, you know, they're not really going to be tender, you know, they're going to be kind of crunchy. And I was very surprised even towards the end of the day, when I started losing a little bit of the sun, I'm like, man, this is going to be, you know, this, this sucks, right? <laughs> the beans are going to be nasty, but there's a little temperature gauge. A lot of the times that they, that they, you know, that you, that they sell with them, you're able to kind of keep it in there. You're able to, if you can angle it where you can see the temperature gauge, you can see where the temperature is. And it holds it really well. And like I said, the beans were, you know, it, it worked out and the beans were good. They were tender. And so, you, you know, whatever you want to do there, if you're making, you know, a stew, if you're making a soup, if you're just doing rice and beans, that's the easy way of doing it. And it all you're all it's going to cost you is the water 
to mix in there and then you're aiming it at the sun every once in a while you'll have to go and and maybe aim it again you know angle it again towards the sun but that's all that it would take so if that's something that you might be interested in that might be something that you can look into as well but again i think that that's this is one of those options that you might not use every single day but if you needed it it would save you a lot of money and i i know you know, I know people that use slow cookers every day, you know, they, they, uh, in, in fact, I, I have a real problem with like leaving a slow cooker on and no one at the house, but I know a lot of people that do that. And I don't know, it's just for me, it's like, I, I don't like leaving like the dryer on when we leave the house or, you know, anything like that. I just rather be here when, when those things are going on. But this would be one of those safe things that you could do where you heat something up, boom, you put it in the Wonder Oven box and then or Wonder Oven, and then you come home and it's ready to go for dinner. And uh, that, that's something that you might want to uh, to consider there, right? All right, so uh, guys, that is going to be it for this episode. That's uh, These articles, again, are over at Prep School Daily. I'm going to link to it so you can easily uh, go over there. And um, like I said, there are a lot of links that you can go check out. Some of them are, are hyperlinked. Some of them don't have, um, you're, you're going to have to copy and paste those in, but a lot of great links. And there's a lot of recipes out there that you can look at for uh, using a Wonder Oven or even a Wonder Bag if you're going to go ahead and, and go that way. All right, so uh, let me end with this. You know, I mentioned that book by Peter Zahan. I highly recommend it. You know, one of the things, you know, that book is like 16 hours long. And it's taken me a, a while to get to it, get through it because I can only listen to so much, you know, in my commute to work. But one of the things I really like about it is that he reads with voice, and uh, you know, you know that he's very familiar with the, the topic, and so it's not a narrator who is just you know reading it. Um, it he puts his own, uh, you know, his his own personality into it. But it's just very. Uh, informative. And if you're somebody who is concerned about the poop hitting the fan and where the United States is going to be, or even you're in another country and, you know, how does my country fare, uh, you know, in, in response to all the things that are happening here in the future and things that are going maybe to help prepare yourself, you want to go check that book out. I've linked it over at audiopreps.com. And you can go check it out. If you're not an Audible member, you can get a free Audible account and download this book. And you get to keep the you know you get to keep the book after um, the Audible trial is over. If you want to if you want to try that out, but uh, you can go link to it over there. Like I said, AudioPreps.com. I have a link for you in the show notes if that makes it easy for you. Well, that's it for episode 754. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Readiness Goodness. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.